But the service this morning is going to be centered around Psalm 127. And uh, I'd just like to read this. If you've got a bulletin, I see that they have it printed in there. It's not a very long psalm. And I would just like to read it at this time. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his, uh, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the words that we can read from your word. And we pray that, that we will receive, that you will give us a hearing ear and an open heart, an obedient heart. Help us, Lord, to hear what you would speak to us from the words of this song. And Lord, I do lift up the Adams family to you again. And I pray that you will be their comfort, that you will be their, their strength, their peace through this time. Be with Crystal. Help her in the decisions that she needs to make. And Lord, we just thank you that you care about the needs of each one that is here. There's probably many needs that are represented before us. And we ask you, Lord, to be there, to be here for each one that reaches out to you, that you do hear our prayers and our cry. Thank you again for each one that is here. May they be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Well, as I was reading this psalm, I thought I've read this many times. And I take from here that it is so important to have God as our foundation and to have the blessing of the Lord in our lives. All of life's work, and it refers to several things that we do during our life. There's building a home, protecting a city, our work and our labor, the labor of our hands, raising a family. All of these very important parts of life. Oh, we forgot the offering. <laughs> okay, if if those if you'd just like to receive the offering, I am so sorry. We just kind of got out of that habit or and Pastor Nick does pretty good to remember and Brian, but I haven't done so well. So uh, anyway, 
Uh, we'll just receive the offering and thank you for those that give. And I know there's different ways to give. Some give during the service, some give online, some, oh, give in various ways. And COVID brought about a variety of ways that we can give. But uh, bless you, each and every one, for your giving. It really helps us as a church family to make sure that everything gets looked after that should be looked after and that we can be a blessing to many others outside of this building. So our undertakings require a great dependence upon God because without the Lord being in charge, our efforts would so many times be frustrated and our activities unsuccessful. I'm reminded of the verse found in John chapter 15 and verse 5 where Jesus is saying, I am the vine, you are the branches, and without me you can do nothing. Without me you can do nothing. And there's so many times that I have said that, Lord, without you I can do nothing. So we're going to look at these, uh, I've, I've uh, kind of made them into three points. So we have building a home or building a city. So we do a lot of building in our lives, whether we realize it or not. Either we build well or we don't build well. And later on in life, we face the consequences of how we have built, whether we've had the Lord as our foundation or whether we have tried to do it on our own. And uh, so many times we try to paddle our own little canoe in our own strength, and we realize at some point in time, this is not going so well. This is not going the way I wanted it to go. And I believe that in those times, we need to more than ever look to the Lord and realize, Lord, without you, I can do nothing. Without you, I'm not going to succeed in this plan that I have made. If we have made it without acknowledging him, if we have made it without looking to him, if we have made it because of the sinful desires of our heart to be bigger and better and whatever, but uh, we sooner or later realize that God wants indeed to be the center of our life. And uh, I think particularly of the family, a family without God. And if anyone's here and you don't know the Lord, but a family without God can never experience the spiritual bond that God brings to relationships. The relationships in a family we need God to help us to establish strong bonds of relationship. And also, a city. A city, and when I think of a city, I think of Dryden. This is where we live. But a city without God will crumble from corruption on the inside. Just like a country. We've had many 
many civilizations and when they have refused to acknowledge God, I think of the Roman Empire, it began to crumble because of the corruption on the inside. And so we, I just want to put in a, a plug for our prayer every third Monday at noon. We pray for our city. And I believe that God hears our prayers. We have different ones that assemble together and, and we pray for the city. We pray that God will anoint the leaders of our city, that they can make good and wise decisions, that they will know the leading of the Holy Spirit for our city. And, you know, even if you're not able to be here, but, you know, every day we can pray for our city. It doesn't, we're not limited to just one day of the month, but it's just something that we have set aside to bring our focus to the needs of our city. And cities, you know, our nation, our nation, whether it's Canada or we have folks here from the States, whether it's America, it is God that is needed to be looked to as the foundation for their nation. Because without that foundation, we are, we are sinking. <laughs> we are stuck, you know, without that foundation. He says, what does he say? Except the Lord build the house. Except the Lord keep the city, keep the nation. You know, uh, our efforts do not accomplish the same thing as what the work of God does as we look to him to give us that foundation. How blessed is the home, the family, the nation, the people that have God as the head of their house and Jesus as Lord of their lives. I believe the scriptures tell us that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And I think of King Solomon, to whom this psalm is ascribed. And as far as I know, this is the only psalm that King Solomon uh, wrote. But it tells us, without the Lord, everything is futile and filled with vanity. While the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and humanity is urged to reverence his name. Yes, and you know, times like what we have just experienced this morning, worshiping God, having a sense of his presence around us, that is so, so important. And it helps us, helps the children. I think of the children because I was not very old when God made such an impact upon my life. But the children, as they sense the presence of God, it's something they never forget. The times that you've been in a service when you've sensed the presence of God and know that God is there and that he sees you, he sees us individually. 
We do not want to labor in vain. Those that are here that build things, I'm thinking particularly of structures. Uh, you're working in construction of any kind. If you're building, no one wants to build in vain. You want to complete your work. You want it to be a, a representative of the good work that you have put into it. We do not want to labor in vain. But again, it's so important for us to know that we cannot do it on our own. We cannot do it on our own. Unless the Lord watches over a city, the watchman stays alert in vain. And I was just reading a little story, I guess, about the Great Wall of China. And it was built to defend China from invaders. And the wall is over 4,000 miles long, over 20 feet high. Its width ranges from 12 to 40 feet in places. That's about as secure as you can get. And in fact, it is a structure, a man-made structure that you can actually, I've read that you can see it from outer space. But this is a structure that they built 4,000 miles long. You know, that is and the work that went into it. And yes, it did keep the enemies out until a fellow by the name of Genghis Khan. And he successfully breached the wall by bribing a messenger to open a gate for him. And apparently he did this several times. And in the wall, I guess there's, there's places in the wall where the right, the right uh, offensive you could access through the wall, that it was made that way, but they had sentries. They had those people that would stand on guard, a watchman, if you will. But I understand that it was really because he bribed the guards, or bribed a messenger to open a gate for him. So here we have a construction that is, it's almost unbelievable in its scope. But it was, God was not protecting that wall inside or the sentries that were supposed to be doing their job. And if, if we allow uh, the enemy will try to breach our resources, our, uh, what we have put up as barriers to protect ourselves. You know, we need the Lord. We need the Lord. Christ is our only sure foundation. And may we be diligent to establish our life and home, our family and marriage, 
our church and community, our country and nation upon Christ. You know, I think of marriages today. How often has the enemy breached the protection that should be around a marriage, but he has broken in and brought havoc into that marriage relationship. But how we need the Lord. Marriages need the Lord. Our churches need the Lord. Our community. I think of that story that Jesus told in Matthew chapter 7, the wise man and the foolish man. And what was important was not what, what was on the outside. A building will either stand or fall depending upon the foundation that it is built upon. That when the stress that is caused by winds and storms of life, and we all have winds and storms of life, when those come, and in this story that Jesus told, he said the wise man built his house on the rock. And when the storms and the stress of life came, that house stood firm because he said, that person that hears my word and does it is like that wise man. But there was also the foolish man who did not take heed to the words that were spoke to him. And he built his house upon the sand. And when the storms of stress of life came, the house fell and he said, great was the fall of it. So my encouragement to us today is what it says here, except the Lord build the house. Make sure that you are building your house, your marriage, your life, whatever you're building, even building a house, a physical house. You know, I believe that it's important to call upon the Lord and say, Lord, bless this home that we are building. Bless this home that we are building, that the people that come into this home will be blessed, that as we go out and come in, that we will be blessed, that you will be honored by this work of our hands. Yes, it's a work of our hands. But God, to invite God into the work of our hands. When you play an instrument, you know, we pray before the service, that God will anoint the, the playing. God will anoint the singing. And yes, he calls us to do things. But may it be done by looking and depending upon the Lord and having his blessing upon it. Nothing can take the place of the blessing of God in, in the works of our hands, in whatever we do. So going on to the second point, it's... Uh, verse 2, it says, it is, vain, it is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest. Eating, I want you to notice this third line here, eating the bread of anxious toil. For he gives to his beloved sleep. And... In Psalms 90 and verse 17, and this is from the NIV, 
These are words of Moses. He says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest upon us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, God is not against human effort. And this verse is not an excuse to be lazy. When we think of don't stay up late, don't get up too early, you know, we think, hmm, that sounds like a little bit on the lazy side. But I want to tell you that hard work honors God. Hard work honors God. We have over in Psalms 31, oh, Proverbs, actually. I want to read a few verses here. Proverbs 31. And this is about a virtuous woman. So, ladies, let's all put our antennas up and hear what it says. And at the end of the chapter, you'll say, I'm tired just thinking of it. Okay. Start in verse 13. She seeks wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She bringeth her food from afar. She rises also while it is yet night and gives meat to her household. So you're making breakfast before it's even daylight and a portion to her maidens. She considers a field, so she's enterprising. She's uh, purchasing a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard, so it sounds like she has a big garden. She girds her loins with strength and strengtheneth her arms. She perceived that her merchandise is good. Her candle goes not out by night. She lays her hands to the spindle and her hands hold the distaff. She stretches out her hand to the poor. She reaches forth her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. And she makes, she makes uh, clothing, she, makes, uh, she works with fine linen, sells it. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she will, shall rejoice in time to come. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. So it doesn't sound to me like this, like this uh, scripture is not uh, talking about uh, refraining from human effort, hard work. And then I just picked out some scriptures through Proverbs and actually in Romans and uh, uh, Proverbs 6.6. 6. And I uh, wrote this down with the New Living Translation. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and be wise. Proverbs 10.5. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. Uh, Proverbs 12:11. He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons or foolish persons is void of understanding. 
Proverbs 13:11. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. Romans 12 and 11. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Proverbs 18:9. He who is a sluggard is brother to him who is a waster. So, and this is what this verse is saying. It is senseless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, fearing you will starve to death. Now that's what he's saying there about eating the bread. What did it say? I said, do you remember? Eating the bread of anxious toll, toil. So the person that stays awake at night Worrying, fearing, and I must confess, I have done that. I have stayed awake at night and thought about things that needed to be looked after. And it says it's senseless for us to do that. Why? Because it shows that we're really not trusting the Lord to look after us and meet our needs. For God wants his loved ones to get their proper rest. He says it's important for you to get your rest. Don't stay awake at night thinking about things that are worrying, that are stressful. And I'm sure if I asked for a show of hands, probably everybody in here would raise their hands that they've done this at one time or another. But he says it's senseless. Don't do that. Don't do that. That getting enough rest may indicate an inability to trust God to provide. And he encourages us to get our adequate rest. Be careful to maintain a balance. Maintain a balance. And here's something I want you to remember. Work hard while trusting God. And rest while trusting him. Work hard while trusting God. And rest while trusting him. So that is the balance. Work hard. Have a good sleep. Rest because you're trusting him. How many felt they could connect with that verse? <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Number three, raising a family. So we need to be depending on the Lord in raising our family. Seek the blessing of God in raising our family. He says, behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. They are a gift from God. Children. Sometimes, very sadly, they are seen as liabilities instead of assets. But here it refers to children being a gift from God, a reward. And we can see them as having an opportunity to shape the future. We want to 
grow our children in a way that they will make this world better, that they will have a positive impact upon the world in which we live. God values them very highly. They're not an inconvenience. God values them very highly. And in the context of this scripture, if a man had a large family, and nowadays we don't have the large families that they used to have in days gone by, but if a man had a large family, it was like having a quiver full of arrows of different sizes, but all of use at one time or another, arrows. He did not need to fear the enemy, for he had zealous, faithful children to stand with him. We need God for our foundation of raising our family. And we are given not only the responsibility of caring for these gifts, but a privilege of enjoying those gifts. Children, grandchildren. And here, we do dedicate children to the Lord. We dedicate them to the Lord. We, we realize that we as parents need God to help us to raise these children in a way that's honoring to him. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'm just going to turn there, Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 5, it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. The Hebrews used the context of daily life to teach about God. The key to teaching our children to love God is stated simply and clearly in these verses. If we want our children to follow God, we must make God a part of our everyday experiences. We must teach our children diligently to see God in all aspects of life, not just those that are church-related. It's wonderful that we now have Sunday schools that teach our children, but really the responsibility for raising our children for the Lord lies with us as parents. And it's the life experiences that we go through every day as you are with your child and things, life happens, but it's for them to see that as life happens, God is there. God is there. It's not just a matter of 
you know, leaving it, relegating that, that instruction to the Sunday school. But it's every day that we as parents are with our children. This is the reason that we are doing this this way. This is how we can appreciate God. Look at, look at the work of God around about us. You know, using every opportunity in life experiences to teach our children. And so, as we look at, as we consider the children being a heritage from the Lord, a gift from the Lord, that we are rewarded with seeing our children grow up and love the Lord and praying, 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 <laughs> praying for our kids, praying for our children, praying for our grandchildren, that they will build their lives upon the Lord, that we will see the blessing of God, not only in our children's lives, but in our grandchildren's life. And my mother told me that her, she did not know the Lord when she married my dad, but my dad was a Christian, and he had been raised at his mother's knee to know the hymns, to know the scriptures. And my mother said that my grandfather would pray for his grandchildren, or his children, his grandchildren, and all those that were to come, that they would come to know the Lord. And I think I am so glad today that I had that heritage that God so impressed upon him, and he had come from a Christian home, to pray that prayer for the generations that were to come. And I think that as parents, we need to pray not only for our children, but all those that are to come, that they will come to know the Lord. But that is, that is a, a privilege that we have. We have been blessed with wonderful gifts in our lives, and I just uh, want to encourage you, if you have children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, to pray for them, to pray for them, and all those that are to come, that they would know the Lord. So this has been uh, quite a psalm that spoke to me, that all of life's work must have God in the foundation. You know, when I, when they had that earthquake over in Turkey and Syria, and I remember we were watching one documentary on it, and it said that the, that it, that some of these buildings that just kind of crumbled down, several stories of buildings, they crumbled down, and they did not have a proper foundation to them. The structures themselves were not built with proper, uh, the proper way to bring the strength that was needed in the area in which they lived. And I thought, you know, so often that happens to lives. They have forsaken 
the, the foundation stones that we should have in our, in our life. And then we wonder later on why things are crumbling and why things are not the way they should. But I encourage you today to put God as the foundation. Be thankful for his blessings because he has blessed us abundantly. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the wonderful blessings that we have received. We thank you that we can come together as your people and worship you. Worship you and praise you and honor you. Lord, I pray for each one that is here that we will be challenged in our lives, that in whatever respect that we uh, walk through life, we face the challenges of life. May we always look to you to strengthen our foundations and help us to build upon those foundation stones that you have placed in our life. Lord, that we can actually be a structure that will bring honor and glory to you, that we will be built upon the rock, built upon the rock. Help us to even develop in our lives little by little, line upon line, that we continue to build our lives upon Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you've been here. Thank you. Thank you. I pray your blessing upon each one. Upon those that are listening online, I pray that you will bless them. May they know the care that you have for them as well. Thank you. We just commit this day on to you now. Ask you to go with us. Strengthen each one. Bring peace where there's a need for peace. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.